Hello and welcome to Investigative Postcast, a new podcast from Investigative Post. I'm Dan Telvach, environmental reporter for Investigative Post, a nonprofit investigative reporting center dedicated exclusively to watchdog journalism in Buffalo and Western New York. In this week's episode, I interviewed Erie County legislator Pat Burke over the phone about water quality and lead poisoning. Pat, thanks for joining me on uh, Investigative Postcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Dan. So tell us a little bit about who you represent, your constituents, you know, what district um, do you represent? Sure. It's, uh, so it's Erie County's 7th District, which is a city-slash-suburban district. Um, it is diverse. It has uh, a lar- like the largest uh, Polish population um, in, in Erie County. It has the largest Irish population. It has an African-American population. Um, so it's a, it's a diverse district. It's, uh, it's interesting to navigate sometimes. Uh, it also has um, major waterways running through it. So it has uh, Casnovia Creek, the Buffalo River, and Skidakwita Creek, which all have some notoriety for uh, for uh, uh, not being as clean as, as we'd like. So uh, that's certainly uh, on the forefront of my mind often. Um, so, but it's a uh, the district size. It's about um, you know roughly 90,000 people. So it's it's not small. Um, and and um, you know I enjoy doing it. But uh, we got we we got some great people here. So, as you just mentioned, mentioned water quality in this region has caught your attention. What exactly sparked your interest in this topic? Uh, yeah, I think it always has, and I think for for all of us, um, you know, it's just a central theme to our lives. Um, I was driving. I, I went. I went camping in Allegheny uh, this past weekend, and uh, you, you know, you drive through Salamanca, and they're in an overpass because it's uh, it's a, a reservation. Uh, it says water is life in a big banner, and, and I think that and it really struck to me. Um, you know, it's it's just who we are. You know, we, our city was was built upon uh, you know, a great lake, and, and it's part of our history, and and it's part of um, you know our current and future economic prosperity. Um, so it's just it's just central to my life. It always has been. As far as being a legislator and doing things about it. Um, you know, I, the opportunity came to me, and uh, you know, I started working on some initiatives that I thought um, could make a difference. And fortunately, they have. I mean, for for me, uh, you know, I look at I look at the region as sort of this 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 history of making like just bad errors that have been uh, really costly. So, uh, if it's developing in areas that that made little to no sense or dumping chemicals or not being protective enough or, or whatever it might be, um, you really see the, the, aside from the human cost or the, the, the you know, benefit to the region cost, uh, you're, you're seeing this actual financial burdens when you, when you make mistakes and then you, it costs you millions or billions of dollars to fix them. So my focus uh, on water quality has really been just um, before we can even fix the, the obvious problems that exist now that are going to cost us a lot of money, we have to stop doing dumb things. You know, uh, so the microbeat ban was about stopping something that was obviously bad, and and so that's really been my focus. Is you know, I, I want to do everything, but but right now, can we at least stop doing things that that are obviously going to cost us, you know, in the long run? 
Yeah, you, you bring up microbeads. So basically microbeads, for people listening, are these very tiny pieces of plastic that, quite frankly, are all over the Great Lakes. Right. And um, you uh, led the charge on a local level to – well, talk about what did you do? Because it was it was groundbreaking here for Erie County, and I believe it, we were the first county in the state. But you, you'll, you'll know. T- talk to me about what exactly did you do with microbeads? Sure. So it's, it's my belief that, that – um, major change can, can happen on a local level. I think if you can set an example and you can you can get other people to buy into it, you can you can really make a big difference. And that's what we did uh, you know, with the microbead ban. So it was jammed up at the state level, it was jammed up um, at the federal level. Uh, the only other the only other uh, government entity that had done anything about it was the state of Illinois, but they did the they sort of half did it. You know, lobbyists had gotten to them they they made uh, you know exemptions for for biodegradable plastics um, which don't actually exist you know plastic doesn't doesn't degrade it just breaks down into smaller pieces um, so what we did locally was like no we can make a difference here we're going to make the most comprehensive lo- law that that we can possibly you know get through uh, and that's that's what we did uh, and 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 after we accomplished that we kind of we kind of skimmed under the radar so lobbyists and people weren't coming down on law makers here. Um, we, we got it done and then sent it around to everyone in the state into you know surrounding counties uh, by the Great Lakes and lo and behold everyone started picking it up. Everyone started putting in copycat legislation. The city of New York put it in, the uh, state of California pretty much did you know I mean like verbatim uh, of, of, of what we did here. Um, so it, it made a, this sort of groundswell so much so that uh, the federal government you know, and, and those maybe beholden to the cosmetics industry that that, that was against the plastic, microbead plastic ban um, realized that they had to do something at the federal level, or or, or the most stringent ban was going to just happen everywhere, and they couldn't handle it. So microbeads are basically they're, they're in cosmetics, they're in face scrubs, they're in all kinds of of things, and they're you know again like I said before they're tiny pieces of plastic that you know a lot of times you can't even see. So. In, in Erie County, are they not allowed to be sold on the, on shelves? And 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 is that really what the law did? You banned them? Yeah, yeah. So okay. So products so containing plastic market beads uh, were removed from the shelves. Uh, it, it actually did another thing. So so aside from 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 starting this trend, you know, it it it, it even encouraged um, local retailers to just get ahead of it. So even though ours was was very strict. Uh, retailers like Wegmans and Tops even said, like saw what was happening, and they said we're just taking it off, and they and they they started clearing their shelves, and and these companies have reached so even even in uh, you know uh, their stores outside of uh, the county in New York State, they were they were removing these these sort of detrimental products from from the shelves. How confident are you in, in the county? How confident uh, that all stores are no longer selling these things in Erie County? I mean, I thought I read something not too long ago that said ah, some stores are still kind of still got them on the shelves. They're trying to get rid of the product. I mean, uh, how confident? Well, is it? so I'm I'm sure I'm sure that that there are stores that have them on their shelves, and there there's a hotline for 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 people to call in and and um, and, and tell you know and tell people. There's also the 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 argument of uh you know the federal the, the federal ban superseding ours i don't think it does but 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 many uh attorneys uh have said that it, that it that it does and essentially it gives um it gives producers of, of plastic microbeads a, a two-year window 
to 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 stop make to stop using it in, in these types of products. Mm, okay, because I was I always thought that uh, you can't make a federal law weaker; you can make it stronger, though. So I guess there is an argument to be made there that uh, it doesn't supersede. But I'm no lawyer. <laughs> I, <laughs> Don't pretend to be one. <laughs> I, I I I argued the same thing. And, yeah, and, um, but. You know, so, but then you know, eventually, because we became the epicenter of this for the whole country, mm -hmm. um, lobbyists started uh, you know raining down on, on Erie County. So, um, you know, I, I, either way, um, in, in my ideal world, it would just stop right away. But at, at the very least, you know, not just Erie County, but 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 everywhere in the country, it will stop. And and there's something to be said about that too. Just just you know, uh, you know, just having the influence of the county. Well, that. That doesn't necessarily take the problem out of our waterways because if, if you can uh, go upstream a little bit and, and still use products containing plastic microbeads, they're, they're still going to end up here. So that will stop. Uh, maybe not as quickly as I'd like, but it, but but soon. And 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 uh, you know I'm, I'm proud of that. Good. So not long ago, uh, you proposed uh, increasing the hotel tax to yeah. fund water quality improvements. What happened shortly after you made that announcement? <laughs> So I, I did this uh, with the with the understanding that that um, when we don't have a real water, we don't have a, like a water a regional water plan, which which bothers me immensely. Mm -hmm. um, but we also don't have we we have we have like accounts like funding accounts for this, but it doesn't have any money, and we were looking around like, well, we got to try and fix this. We got, you know, it won't, it won't, you know, it, it's a lot of money that, that is, it's going to take an incredible amount of money, you know, billions of dollars to fix the, the you know, the, the sewer problems we have here, but we got to start somewhere. So, so let's, let's start with a water quality fund and we can um, model Chautauqua County, which, which does the same thing. They use their hotel occupancy tax or part of it to, for a water quality fund, and it, and it offers tremendous benefits to to uh, uh, soil and water conservationist organizations and, and, and doing non-point source pollution remediation. Um, and, and I think because we have such a you know we have a, a high population county, um, we could actually uh, help municipalities with grants for for some sewer infrastructure, and they could they you know they need help. They really need help. Right. Um, so it's a big problem. But you proposed this, and something happened. <laughs> what uh, happened? <laughs> well, I got a lot of a lot of pushback. Um, From who? Uh, so I, I think the natural one was the the hotel industry and the the tourism industry, thinking that um, this would this would be catastrophic to tourism, or it would well, be you know and. Well, which, how comparable are our ta our hotel taxes to other places? I mean, are they low? Are they high? Are they in the middle of the road? So local or equal to. Um, in, in so the the big thing here is that, and my argument was, well, one, uh, West New York's hotels are not expensive in the first place. So you can say like, well, we're on our tax level for hotels is almost at New York City levels, and like, yeah, that may be true, but you're talking about you know and a ninety to a hundred dollar hotel room a night in Buffalo to a three hundred to four hundred dollar hotel night in in New York. So those aren't those aren't really you know it's sort of a false equivalency to say like we're almost at New York City levels here. Like that's not that's not true. And what it really does if you look at it, it would essentially for a hotel room, it would have raised it about a dollar to you know, one to two dollars per really? 
Yeah, and, and so people, you... so people in the hotel industry and the uh, um, uh, they were upset about a dollar or two added to the to the final bill in the tourism industry. These folks were upset about a dollar, two, three dollars added to the bill at the so, end of the night. So they weren't looking at it like that. So they were looking at it like, well, we don't sell rooms for a dollar or two a night. We sell packages, and we try and sell. You know, we try and convince people to come here and have uh, conventions here. And one of one of our benefits is our you know the low cost of, of of hotel rooms. And I'm like, well, sure, but people 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 I don't want people to come here because it's cheap. I want people to come to to Buffalo and Western New York because it's a great place to be. And I want people to be able to to go to bathing beaches and to enjoy our beautiful waterfront. I mean, we've spent so much money building up the waterfront so that you can look at it. You can't go in it, you know, but you can look at it. it it's just, it, it's just, that's crazy to me. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, I understand, it's so easy to, to kick down, you know, kick the can down the road on expensive, boring problems like sewers. But it's, it's going to catch up to you. It has caught up to us. And now we have to figure out how we're going to solve it. Um, and, and that was the beginning of a solution in my mind. Uh, politically right now, it wasn't feasible, but, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. So you're so the, you're not really pursuing it right at this moment. Too much pushback? No, I, yeah. So I mean, so my sort of theory on politics and my uh, in, in getting things done um, for my political position. I serve in the, the minority caucus of the Erie County Legislature. A lot of people would debate how influential the legislature can be in general, and I and I think you know me and some others have proven that it, it can be and it can make a difference. But then serving in the minority caucus is, is you're not supposed to be able to get anything done. You know, that's, that's sort of the theory. But I've been able to get a lot done, you know, even outside of water quality. And, uh, you know, so what I do is, I, you know, I've got a bunch of ideas and things I think are good, and, and, I, and I do research on them, and, I, and then I submit them, and I throw them at the wall, and I see which one slides down first, meaning, you know, <laughs> it's, it's politically feasible. I, you know, there are, there, are, there are constituencies for this. Uh, there are people who want this. And right now, the constituency to create a water quality fund through through uh, the hotel occupancy tax isn't there, which means it's you know it's not going to get done right now. All right, so the sewer flow overflows will continue until we figure this out. Um, to be honest, they were going to continue either way. I, yeah, I was just hoping, I was just it's an idea. Was, One last question. A lot of the focus on uh, and this is about lead poisoning. A lot of the focus is has, is on lead paint in the old housing stock, and rightly so. We have a, we have lots of old houses in Buffalo and other parts of Erie County. It's quite ubiquitous here, but very little attention is given to lead in drinking water, despite having just this old infrastructure, some of which is 100% lead pipes. Right. Yet the county health department rarely samples drinking water for lead in homes where a child is already diagnosed with a high lead level. They go when they when they find a child that's diagnosed with a high lead level, level they are by law. Uh, they have to go into these homes and do environmental investigations to figure out what the source of the lead is. Um, If they don't find paint, they sometimes move to other sources such as soil, toys, spices, but they rarely, it's almost like last resort, do they sample the water. Um, National experts uh, in a story that I uh, published uh, a little over a month ago we're very critical of this policy not to mandate water sampling. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, all it takes is to go in and collect a bottle of water after it's been sitting in the pipes for a minimum of six hours or longer. And then, you know, they have a lab here. They could test it for lead. I mean, that, it's, not a, it's not a time-consuming 
thing to do. What do you think? Should the Erie County Health Department adjust its policy and begin mandating this as part of their environmental reviews? Uh, so, short answer, yes. Um, you know, on its face, yes, that seems pretty obvious that that, that that's that would be the direction. You know, we want to do as much as we possibly can. My only my only counter and you know thought to this is is I really want things to be holistic and have a comprehensive approach because there will there will always be these sort of things that we're that we're not doing um, or we don't have capacity to do it, uh, but we're limited. So I I could come up with with I and I probably drive people nuts because I do it all the time, but I could come up with 30 things that are wrong that I know need to be fixed right now that I demand be fixed right now. Understanding that there isn't, there is no capacity to do it in that way. Um, so if the policy needs to be fixed, it needs to be fixed, and then then a realistic approach of, of how that's going to happen. Now, it might not be a big haul to to test the water, or seemingly, but if these if if if, if they're already you know if they're already at their wit's end because they don't they don't have the capacity they need now, um, then I can see why they're 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 hesitant to do it now. Um, well, we're talking about collecting a, a bottle of water no, and, and, and sending it to the lab. I mean, it's 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 that you know. I mean, it's. No, it's I know, it's, but it, mm-hmm. it, my only and, and you were there when I was. I, I've been holding their feet to the fire on on this sure. for, for a while. Um, there are not enough. I guess because I share the frustration that there are just there are not enough resources, and you have in, in this in, in in water quality and stuff that's basic that everyone would agree on and assume we should do whatever we have to do to make sure it's done right. And, and it's still not being done, and there's still not the money there. And I don't know where it's going to come from. Like people, nobody wants their taxes increased. Nobody, you know, everyone's looking to cut. Everybody hates government until they need need something to get fixed. Uh, so, so yeah, well, you know, the water should be tested, and I'll be the first to say it. And, I'll, and I'm going to look into, you know, why it's not and why we aren't making that effort. But in a general, and it's not a defense. I don't, you know, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I I try to hold the water, you know, or the health department accountable. I don't, certainly don't work for them in any way. But um, it's, it's, I guess it's my frustration that there are there are so many things that that are are not done the right way, and it's largely because of resources, and not of like ill intentions or a lack of effort or a lack sure. of caring. And it's just it, so I I guess because we could you could keep we could keep doing this, and I could keep doing this where I like I find something wrong, I point a finger at it. Why is it being fixed? We need more money for that. Even knowing that there are there are tons and tons of other situations like that, and I don't I, I guess instead of just kind of like keep going down the road and keep finding things, I, I really want to try and find sort of broad holistic approaches. Sure. It comes back to like planning, thinking these things through, and then finding the resources. And and, and if and if you know every time we 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 everyone holds their hand up high and we say we like we we cut government spending, I want people to realize that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 cutting the the inspector who's going to make sure kids aren't you know, you know consuming lead or you know, and uh, or you know consuming microbes or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I think that's what we kind of have to get a handle on. We need we need the resources to be able to do this stuff. Well, not a bad idea to you know get everyone at the table because it seems like you know the policies, the way that uh, you know the county, the city, and everyone is sort of trying to tackle this issue is is based on efforts developed, you know, 10 years ago, and, and maybe new approaches are needed. So, uh, Legislator Pat Burke, uh, great, great talking to you. Thanks for joining us uh, for this, uh, our, our, our podcast, Investigative Postcast, and it was good talking to you. Hey, Dan, thank you, and thank you for all the work you do.
You can find more of my reporting on environmental topics online at investigativepost.org. Thanks again for listening.